Hey guys, what's up? It's Eli. It's been a minute. I'm back. It's Saturday, the 22nd of August. Sweet. 7.30 evening. And um, there's a lot of shit going on in the world. Trump's a little bitch. There's an asteroid hit it our way. When's Daddy Trump gonna pay me? Fucking guy. Anyway. Well, there's some shit that's really been irking me lately. And I, I don't really get irked. As you can see, it's been like almost two months since I posted. But this is a fucking piece of work, people. And everyone has got one in their family. So, let, let's start, let's start with um, the basics, I guess. Um, so, me and Marlene, which is my wife, and our kids. And uh, we have her uncle here. And he's been staying here for a minute. And he's got some condition. And apparently, we're in Arizona, and he has appointments that he has to go back to in Los Angeles. Nobody said shit, and all of a sudden, we're responsible for transporta- uh, transportating this motherfucker. All right, whatever. Fine, that's great. So, apparently, this guy has got an appointment that nobody knew about, but we just happened to want to go back to L.A., so it coincided with going back to L.A. Sweet. We're, you know, we'll make a fucking week out of it. So, we call up, uh, Mommy which is Alma, not to be confused with anyone. And we just let her know. It occurred to say, hey, yo, we're going to be, we're going to swing by, you know, bust out the airbeds and get the beers ready. Because the week before, her cousin, Danny, with his kid, Mona, Dami, Ray, Cesar, if you don't know who these people are, they're just friends of the family and family, they're there. So we, we let her know, hey, you know, what's up? We're, we're going to be swinging by. We drop off Rico for his appointments, and we're going to spend a couple days. And she goes, oh, you're coming? Oh, well, you can drop off Rico, but you can't stay. Like, oh, we don't have room for you. I'm like, oh, that's odd. Because they're fucking Mexican, and Mexicans are 30 deep in a room, which is odd. And I've slept on their living room floor, which is odd. I don't I understand. A million, uh, yeah, a couple million times. It's odd, you know, whatever. All right, you know, that's odd. Hmm, okay. So, um, Marlene got upset about it, and she's like, fuck it, I'm gonna go to L.A. Uh, she's put off by the whole situation, and and I get it. And I was like, nah, fuck that bitch, you know? We get a hotel. It's for the best anyway. You know how it is at that apartment. It's, fuck, there's an entity in that fucking apartment, man. I don't give a fuck who you are. There's, there's something in that apartment. Some people say it's a ghost, but I think it's bitch face. And there's two bitch faces in there. One's bloated, the other one's fucking sagging, so I don't know, man. So, anyway. Um... So we booked the hotel, and we're like, you know, fuck you, bitch. We're still going to go on our own time. We'll drop off the motherfucker, and you deal with them, and we'll see you when we see you, you fuck. So uh, we're sitting there, and then whatever. So a couple days pass, and then all of a sudden we get a call from Mommy. Oh, why aren't you coming on my time? So we're, we're going to come on a Monday, which is the hotel rooms are cheaper, you know, as everyone knows. She's like, I want you to come on Saturday. Yo, the rooms are like 200 a night. Like, you got to go, yo, fuck yourself. Why can't we come when we want to come, and why can't we stay? And it, it comes back to us that ugh, her little sister, Rayella Alba, not to be confused with anyone else, made a whole bitch fit about us coming because there's a, there's history here. And I'm going to get I'm trying to delve into it, but not to get too crazy into uh, the past. But uh, she bitched so much that uh, she straight up turned her mom and said, no, you can't stay here, but please come. I want to see the daughters, but on my time, but you can't stay here, so figure it out. So we just said, fuck you. We're going on Monday. You come see them. If not, it's on you. But anyway, to get into the history with this little sister, which is really what's irking me, is a couple years ago, I was a stay-at-home dad. Marlene was working. 
full time doing a gig and I was taking uh, my kid to school, driving Marlene to work, coming back, doing house chores, running errands, doing groceries, the whole shebang. And, you know, and picking up race kids at the time, either picking them up from school or taking them to school or picking them up after school and then taking them home and feed them dinner or sleepovers. I mean, you name it. I mean, we, we did it, you know, and there was an accord here where we were like, oh, OK, you do this. Oh, I'll owe you some money every week, you know, 100 bucks. Cool. Great. Pay for the gas couple, you know, whatever. Make up for some of the loss I paid in food. So that went on for a little bit, and everything's all uh, fine and dandy. We'd get drunk, have a good time, you know, whatever. And all of a sudden, it started becoming, like, you know, oh, I can't pay you this week. I'll pay you next week. And then it, was, it became, oh, I can't pay you now. And then we pay you in EBT. And then it became, like, oh, I can't pay you. And then we pay you in weed. And it was like, oh, that's great because I love weed. And it's like, oh, well, I'll throw you, like, 20 bucks. And it was, like, it was like two grams of weed. All right, whatever. Fuck it. So we started doing that. And then uh, all of a sudden it started becoming like, oh, hey, uh, I got to drop off the kids, man. It's like six or seven. You know, I got dinner going. I, they're, um, they're waiting for you. She's like, oh, let, let's wait. You know, can you wait? Uh, I'm like 10 minutes away. You wait to 10 minutes. She doesn't show up for like two hours later and you're fucking pissed. And she throws you a couple grams. And, you know, I, you know, I'd wash it under the bridge, whatever. So that went on for a little while. And then uh, we had another kid. And Marlene was staying at home for like a month or two. And then she got the, this amazing opportunity to go back to work, which you could not resist. She was getting paid way more money than I was making because I had just started this new gig at a hospice. So I quit the I quit the hospice gig and I let her go back to work. But during the hospice job, uh, we were we had cut off Ray from picking up the kids. So she was on her own. She's more than capable. She only she only works like 20 minutes away, really. It's really like a two-hour walk if you wanted to walk. It's really like a 10-minute drive if you took an Uber, you know? This bitch is cheap as fuck and whatever. So I was working at this hospice, and Marlene had just had our second child, Olive. She was probably two or three weeks postpartum, still bleeding, sore, you know, uh, C-section going. And this bitch calls up and said, hey, I need you to pick up the kids. And we should not tell her we can't pick up your kids like you're on your own she's like well hey your dad my, which is my father was picking up my kid which he's authorized to do you know she said well you know have him pick him up i'm like uh no first off he's not on the list secondly like no i'm at work marlene's recovering with a newborn like you pick up your own kid. where the fuck are you anyway you know don't hear from her whatever so we call the school i'm gonna be honest and we say hey you know hey she wants us to pick up the kids we can't do it you need to pick them up. I'm sorry. We have an interrupt, interruption here. Oh, she hit her head. Pause. Oh, I'm back here. Yeah, we had an incident. This little fuck face here fell in her head. <laughs> she busted lip. How do you fall in front of the fridge? I mean, there's no steps. There's no ice. There's no nothing. This asshole. Anyway, so where was I? <laughs> God. Um, let me think. Um, oh, yeah. Picking up the kids. So we couldn't. Uh, I was working, Marlene was postpartum, my father was going to pick him up, and then we called the school, and we say, hey, y'all, we can't pick up the kids, I don't know where the mom's at, she says she's unavailable, so, um, you know, call a dad, call someone else, anyone else, because there was this whole legal thing going on between the two of them, between her and Aaron, we couldn't talk to Aaron because it was like a conflict of interest, I mean, it was this whole shit, so whatever, we let that shit go, like, we didn't pick him up, you know, whatever, somebody picked him up. I think Aaron ended up picking him up, right? No, maybe I think it was yeah, CPS picked him up. That's right. That's right. So CPS, Child Protective Service, picked him up. 
so we actually thought, I'm like, okay, wait, Aaron was in the doghouse for a whole other thing, and Ray was being a fucking slut and drunk over here, and, you know, we're doing our own thing, so we're like, ACPS, maybe this will be a wake-up call, whatever. So, this bitch manages to fucking pull a fucking, a Hail Mary, I don't know how she did it, or what she did, is that what the text message is? No, that was another time, right? Or, I don't know, oh man, there's some messages, I'll get into that later, but, so anyway, so CBS picks up the kid, they can't get a hold of her, and somehow, uh, Ray gets the kids back the next day, and we're like, how the fuck did that happen? Knowing that she gets them back that night. So, no, yeah, she had called CPS pretending, or she, it was either her, or she had someone call to, to pretend to be Marlene, saying that she agreed to pick up the kids, and that we went against our agreement. Anyway, that was a fucking hell, Mary. It's like, we didn't call, we didn't talk to anyone, we ever spoke to anyone. Anyway, she pulled it off. She got the kids back, and all of a sudden, we're fucking assholes. Like, oh, you're an asshole, you couldn't pick up my kid. Where the fuck were you? Mind you, there's a whole... Uh, there's another sub-story to this where this sub-story... I mean, fuck, I guess we, let's get into it. So, a year before that, we were in Vegas celebrating her grandmother's death, which was... I don't understand. No, I thought we were talking about the one in Vegas with the cancer one. Okay, so is that... Wait, isn't that when we called CBS when we had the kids? Oh, so the week before. I'm lost. I don't. Here, I'll let you take over. I, I don't know where I'm at. Sorry, guys. I'm breastfeeding. Two years. Twenty years later. No. So let me take you back on that back story. Okay. So. I have the kid. We are staying at my mom's house that week because she wanted us to stay there because she wanted to help me. Um, yeah, she wanted to help me. She wanted to help us with the newborn. And yeah, she's the kind of piece of work mother. She's like, hey, come stay at my house so I can help you. The second, the first day we show up, she goes, I'm going on vacation. You're on your own. Yeah. Okay, so, so... So mom calls me at the hospital and says, you know, I want you to stay the first two weeks with us, with me, because, you know, I want to help you with the baby. So I'm like, cool, cool. So the first two weeks we move into her apartment, her condo, and we're all there, like my sister, Rayella, um, the kids, the newborn baby, we're doing the whole shebang, right? It's great. I love it mom's spoiling me helping with the baby you know with my nine-year-old my eight-year-old at the time and then she has to go back to work after like a few days okay cool so we're there at the uh the condominium and then my little sister had an unfortunate passing of one of her friends that we all knew you know he's part of the family so she asked me if it was okay if she can go to the funeral and if I could watch the kids. Cool, yeah, go ahead. I can watch the kids. 
So she takes off to this thing to go watch the kids, and then a um, few hours pass by. I don't hear from her. You know, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, I don't hear from her. Like, how long is a funeral? And then a friend of hers calls me and says that, you know, she got really drunk and that she's not going to make it home tonight just want to let me know so I was like cool next morning I get a call from her she's having a breakdown or whatever the fuck is going on and says that she's not going to come home so okay cool if something's happening with you right now then you don't have to come home but today right now but at some point you do right because you have you left two kids with me and I just had a newborn and then day two passes I don't hear from her day three passes I don't hear from her day four passes I don't hear from her her kids are scared they're stressed out they're worried they're wondering where their mother is I'm doing my best to keep them calm at the same time while trying to deal with just having a baby and having a c-section you know my hormones are all over the place i'm don't want to get postpartum depression so i'm just really trying to keep it all together at this point um and then like eli said you know we were taking the kids to school picking them up from school he's picking them up dropping them off picking them up, dropping them off. cool so you know i was pretty frustrated at this point like five days in i'm pretty frustrated this girl's not answering my calls anymore but i did hear from some of her friends that she was out at bars and she was out they saw her drinking they saw her partying so i'm like what the hell what what what's happening you know so at this point i'm like i'm gonna go home I tell my mom, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go home. Or I, I can't do this. And she gets upset with me because I want to go home. But whatever. We take off. We move out. Then I go back home. And then um, we're still picking the kids up from school. Still dropping them off. They're coming over after school to our house. And Eli went back to work. And he he was like, hey, like I can't pick up the kids today. Like I can't even pick up our own kid. So I asked Eli's dad if he could pick up Bella from school. Cool. He's grandpa. He can pick her up. He always helps us out. You know, Eli's parents are great at helping us out with anything that we need. So, you know, my I called my mom and I said, hey, um, I'm going to pick up the, Bella from school or Eli's going to pick up or Eli's dad's going to pick up Bella from school, but he can't pick up Ray's kids. And she blew up, got mad, said, what the fuck? Why can't you pick up Bray's kids? I'm like, because he's not authorized to pick up kids. Like, you know, to him, they're, they're not his grandkids. So, yeah, after the week. And he can't pick up other people's kids from school. So then my mom blew up, blows up at me because we can't pick them up. And I'm like, where the fuck is their mother? Like, she should, she should be here to pick up her own fucking kids. Like, enough is enough. It's been a minute. Like, you, you, you don't just leave. You don't just disappear when you're a parent. You can't do that. Right? Like, unless you're in the military or the hospital, you don't fucking do this shit. Right? So, they're mad at me because 
at this time at this point in time we cannot pick up their kids because elijah's dad does not have authorization to pick up any kids that he wants from an elementary school no and i was fucking bleeding still eli's at work and my mom even had the audacity to ask me to take an uber to pick them up and i was like no i can't i can't take an uber i have a freaking two week old baby i'm trying to like keep her safe try to keep myself from going into any sort of depression or anything my hormones were all over the place trying to freaking rebalance themselves so we couldn't pick up the kids and cps got involved cps picked up the kids and i as much as i hated because i cried that night i cried i was so upset because i don't want my niece and nephew to go through this i don't want cps picking up my niece and nephew i don't and i wanted to so bad be able to but i couldn't at that time i just i was i couldn't i couldn't do it and it just to this day it's like i wish that i would have but i mean you guys like I had just had a baby and I was going through my own stuff and you know the fact that my sister was so selfish and to just be like take off and leave her kids with me at that time like that's a lot on me and the fact that my mom didn't even help me or back me up I mean that's a whole other situation but she ended up getting her kids back like Eli said um she we have the same voice we sound the same on the phone so she probably pretended to be me and called and said that you know i had agreed to do this and i fucked up and whatever she got her kids back the next day which i was happy about at the same time i was like okay well i know that she probably did some shit but at least she got her kids back because i don't want them staying at a foster home i don't want them staying at a group home i don't want them staying in some sort of you know holding cell for kids I, I i don't want that for them i love my niece and nephew i don't want that for them so when i found out that she had actually got them then i was relieved i was like okay cool they're good they're safe they're home you know but then after that was when all the drama started started like she just totally flipped on me said that you know because of me they they they, they were taking their kids away and she had to go to court and all these, i was like no honey that is not my fault that's that's all, that was all you i did what i could but i mean you guys for anyone that's out there that has kids you know two weeks in that shit is hard and there's a lot going through your body through your mind and then for them for you to just leave and disappear and leave your kids who are worried with someone who just had a baby like that's a lot and that was a lot for me and to this day nobody acknowledges it but that's that's fine not even my mother who's a labor and delivery nurse does not acknowledge it because you know her baby had a breakdown and she i wasn't there for her apparently so this is where all the problems started now two years later this chick still lost her kids i had nothing to do with it nothing i left her alone because apparently it's my fault but i left her alone and decided okay whatever i'm not gonna be involved in her life even though i was still involved in my niece and nephew's life through her ex-husband who i'm not friends with but i'm cool with i'm not friends with him i don't tell him anything about her 
because that's what she thinks that we like talk and talk shit about her because I have nothing better to do with my life um so she thinks that I somehow managed to fucking talk shit on her and no this girl shows up drunk to pick up her kids from him or do the trade-off or whatever and that was their thing I had nothing to do with that but you know I'm the punching bag at this point and that's all good whatever I, I didn't even know I heard about this weeks later weeks later literally um so that's what this whole thing happened I haven't seen I haven't seen my mom like I mean I have seen my mom because she came here but I haven't been to LA in a year so this is what happened like we wanted to go over there and go visit and my sister's throwing a bitch fit because if I go there she's gonna leave which is fine I don't fucking care but my mom's siding with her saying that you know I'm friends with her ex-husband and I plan to take her kids away and the whole shebang Yo, what's up? We're at 21 minutes here. Fuck, I'm sorry, guys. I've never lived long. So, anyway. So, you heard the backstory. You see where we're at. So, to get back to present, we wanted to go to L.A. So, Ray... This was two years ago, mind you. We're in 2020. This shit happened in, like, 2018. So, this bitch fucking reaches back after... Did you mention the shit about her showing up drunk? Okay, so, I'm, I'm assuming you know she tries to blame us for her showing up drunk picking up her kids that we we're fucking chris angel over here we fucking magically predicted she was gonna be drunk anticipated this called aaron told him to be there with the recorder and she's fucked anyway if you believe that you're a fucking idiot so anyway so that happened so here we are so this so last week when the family showed up danny showed up everyone's having a good time and ray brings this shit up yo Marlene's a bitch. She fucking ratted me out to CPS, which we kind of did, but we didn't really. We just called the school. The school called CPS. And then, um, oh, we called Aaron because we're BFFs. Now, did you mention the whole part about Layla staying here? You did. So, Layla was staying here. No, no, okay. So, Layla, her daughter, Aaron's daughter, my niece, stayed here for a week because she did not want to go home. She loved hanging out with us. We haven't seen her in a year. We went through Ray. Oh, it's not up to me. It's up to Aaron. Blah, 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 blah. He's not going to see us. He's not going to see us. I call Aaron personally. He's like, dude, it's fine. I'm going to go to Arizona. I'll pick her up. Sweet. Done deal. Saves the week. We have a blast. We go out to eat. We're skateboarding. We swim. Watching scary movies. The whole shebang. Aaron comes on Saturday. Like he said, he's going to pick her up. All right, whatever. He's going to bring his wife, his new wife, and his other, his other kid, and Gavin. Great. I go to fucking Fry's. I pick up toys for Gavin and Aiden. And I pick up beers. I pick up shit to make for lunch. You know, because you know, a five-hour drive, you're famished when you get here. I don't give a fuck who you are. So they get here, make them lunch, give the gifts. Dude, the heat got to Aaron and his old lady. And, and the newborn kid, because the kid was fucking done. I don't know what happened. They took off to the hotel. Can we leave Gavin here? Sure, it's not a problem. We'll see you when you get back. They were gone for like five hours. This homeboy comes back at like 10 o'clock at night. We go swimming with Gavin, having a good time. Apparently, in that time, Ray, this motherfucking genius, calls. And my daughter, Olivia, who's not even two, answers the phone. Supposedly. And uh, apparently, we're having a grand old time out here. We're laughing it up. And guess what? Ray's is the subject of uh, conversation. We're talking shit about Ray. We're having a good old time. She hears the wife in the background. 
dude, I'm, li I'm watching Seidenfeld. There's like a, a audience in the back, you know? And the fucking, they weren't even here. Gavin was in the pool with my kid, Bella, and, and it, Aaron and his wife, they took off. They were gone. They, that bitch went down quick. And Aaron went down quick, too. That was that was the end of that. So I don't know what the fuck, who she heard or what she saw. Like, there was nobody here. And we definitely weren't talking shit about her because, believe me, I, I wouldn't waste my breath. Except for right now. Because she's fucking pissing me off. And this is just getting old already. Anyway, I, I lost my train of thought. Where the fuck are we going with this? Where are we going with this? I don't know. The, the, Alright, the word of the day is family's a bitch. You have a little sister, I guarantee everyone has one. They're a two-bit cunt, motherfucking lying asshole. And they always get treated with the best. The best of the best. And then they, they, this bitch comes up with some ex some stories you would not believe. This bitch had stage zero cancer. Is that even fucking possible? How do you have stage zero cancer? That means you don't have cancer. This bitch was lying about going to work for over two months. We were driving her to work. She was walking in, and as soon as we drove out, she'd walk right out, and she'd be there at the end, because this bitch would ask for rides, and it was like, where the fuck? And that's where she couldn't pay. I don't have any money. And then she was sucking so much dick that she had homeboy buying weed for her. Like, oh, can you buy an extra gram for my brother-in-law? He's watching my sister. He's watching my kids. Like, oh, my God. And this bitch, oh, my God. And then here's a side story with Ray. Before all this happened, we had gone to Vegas, right? It, it was a sweet time. Uh, Grandma had passed a year before, so it was like a yearly memorial. And we go to this lake that she loved, apparently, that Grandma loved. And it was like, it's called Lake Mead. It was something where they go there and party, get drunk as fuck. It was like one of those those lakes that nobody gets a shit. It's hot as fuck, and it's a bitch to walk down, but you sit down, and you can spend a couple hours. It's great. So we go there. And uh, it's a family. So me, Marlene, Mona, Dami, uh, Alma, Cesar, and um, Titon, Rika were there. With, these are all friends of the family, if you don't know them, and, and and family. And then Ray shows up with this fucking new boyfriend that nobody's ever heard of. His name's Garik, but she calls him Gary. This fucking art. She loves Armenian dick. I don't know. It's a fucking tart and a dick. I don't know what it is. But anyway, so she shows up with this other new dude. He's a cool cat. He brings a fucking Ford F-150. He's cool as fuck. You know, if you don't know who Ray is, at, at first glance, oh, shit. This chick sucks dick. She's got money. She's an RN, supposedely. Oh, hell yeah. She ain't no RN. And definitely she sucks dick, but you don't know where that fucking mouth has been. So, anyway, she brings this asshole here. So, we go to this lake, right? We're trying to do a memorial thing and be, like, you know, sympathetic. And, and really, we're doing shots of tequila, really remembering. This bitch is drunk as fuck. Like, I don't know why we took the scenic route to get to this fucking lake. And this bitch is drinking all the way up there. So, when we get there, she's fucking loaded. And I mean loaded. And it's like blackout drunk. And so we're sitting there having a good time. We're trying to enjoy the moment. And we're sitting in the lake. And this bitch is sitting in the water with rocks. And it's not one of those lakes where the sand is like all rocks and water. And she's sitting there laughing her ass off. Saying she shit herself. But not to tell anyone. She's like, shh, shh, shit like that. But don't tell Gary. I mean, Gary. And Gary finds out because she got shit stains on her fucking leg. So anyway, we had rented this hotel. Which we were all supposed to agree to pay for. Uh, like a, it was like a a, four, a quarter, a, a fourth. You know, you pay seventy, you pay seventy, you pay seventy, you pay seventy. Because we were there for like three or four days. Now, being the gangsters that me and Marlene are, we knew that there's only gonna be one bed, so we fucking took an air bed, a queen size. So we, it doesn't matter where you are. You got a living room? Shit, I'll pop that shit up. We'll fucking pop up. So the first night we get there, Danny, who paid for the room, and we paid him. He got the he got the master. We just popped up our air bed. Bam, no worries. Day two. 
we go to the lake and we come back and Gary and Ray take over the, the bed and Danny and his wife are sitting there going, what the fuck is this fucking cunt motherfucker taking? They haven't paid their share first off. They show up a day late. She's been drunk. She shit herself and she's in my bed. Like it was like a whole thing. And day three, we're hanging out in Vegas, just going to the casinos, doing it up. We still got our bed. Danny and Jalea are like, "Fuck you!" I'm getting to the bed first. They were in there like eight o'clock, ten o'clock max. And then Gary and Rachel are fucking drunk as fuck, like one in the morning, and pissed because there's nowhere for them to sleep because the couches are taken by Mona. We have our airbed, and Danny and Jalea and everyone else are in the bed. <laughs> Motherfucker, whatever. They leave in a tizzy. They drive back to LA right, right then and there. We don't hear from her. Ah, whatever. Fuck it. Ah, dumb bitch. Whatever. We didn't like her anyway. She's a fucking buzzkill. We go back. Ray shaved her head, and all of a sudden she had cancer. It was weird. It was like, what the fuck? She has cancer. What the fuck? She works in an oncology unit, and she has cancer now. Maybe it's a radiation. We don't know. Oh shit. Oh man, she. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. There's this whole fucking side story. There's like a side story on that. A side story of a side story. Apparently, she had went on a cruise with Gary Gedik a couple weeks before and was supposed to pay him, but she couldn't pay him because she had cancer and she had to pay for chemo. So that's why she couldn't pay him. So after this whole ordeal and Vegas popped open, she shaved her head. And she has cancer. Uh, she couldn't pay him, and she was like, "Oh, I can't. I haven't broke. I can't. I'm paying for chemo. I can't do it." So after all that happened, we we started getting. She she came in. and She made this whole big scene. Everyone in the family was sitting there at the dining room table, and she goes, "I have cancer, everyone. Oh my god. Oh my god." And me being an asshole that I am, I'm like, "Let me see the fucking paperwork. I want to see the doctor results. I want to see the lab work. I want to see everything." And she's like, oh, "Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'll get them to you. Never got them to me." She just started floating these numbers around. She oh, I have stage zero cancer. They're just cancerous cells, but they're not, like, cancerous. How the fuck does that even make sense? Like, whatever. It turned out she didn't even have cancer. That she went on a cruise with a homeboy, and she owed him money, and she didn't want to pay him back. So she said she had cancer to cover up because she had to pay for chemo. And then this whole thing, we're hanging out 4th of July, we're fucking barbecuing. And this is like a, like a month or two later. We forgot all about it, didn't talk to him. And she, she calls us up one day crying. Like, <laughs> and it wasn't even her, it was her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend, Garrett. He's like, dude, you gotta come get this bitch. She's fucking driving me crazy. So we go there 4th of July in the middle of barbecuing to go pick this bitch up. And she's sitting there crying at this dude's parents' apartment in Glendale. Fucking crying up a storm. Oh my god, it was like the... The most pathetic scene you could see. If you ever seen a fucking turd cry, this is how bad it was. Oh, my God. And she wouldn't leave. So we go to get her. Like, Ray, get in the fucking car. She's like, no, I have to talk to him. I have to talk to him. I have to talk to him. And he's like, no, I don't want to talk to you, bitch. Get the fuck out of here. They're here to get you. Go. 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 He goes in the door. She's sitting there pounding on the door. We're like, Ray, hey, we're going to fucking let you out. Don't leave. Yeah, just five more minutes. Five more minutes. We eventually... Do we get that bitch in the car? Yeah, we get her in the car. And then, and then in a fast forward to this... That's, I mean, dude, forget about it. I mean, some of the stories we had. Oh, shit, I'm at 30 minutes here. Man, it's the longest podcast I've ever had. Anyway, comment if you like. Comment if you don't. Either way, fuck you. Ha <laughs> ha.